At Operation Tango Romeo, we are on a mission to save lives and relieve pain by making peer support for post-traumatic stress disorder easily accessible. With a vision of a world where finding help and support is simple and the path to recovery is clear. I am your OPSO, Mark Meinke, and this is Operation Tango Romeo, the Trauma Recovery Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to Episode 6. So, uh, we have in studio today, again with us, John Sr. John Sr. is a peer support facilitator. He's the guy that taught me how to do it. And we tag team on running a face-to-face peer support group in Southern Alberta. So, um, up to now, Episodes 1 through 5, we've been giving you general information. And what we're going to do today is give you a practical tool. So some real world world situations that we actually talked about in our actual face-to-face peer support group today. And we're going to be talking about some actionable things for you that can actually help you. So uh, you may have noticed that in your life, when something is mission-oriented, let's say a camping trip, because uh, this came up for like a few of us today. Um, this is where I would fail the biggest. If I'm doing something with the kids, uh, I'd like to take them rock climbing. And that's usually a big one because there, there actually is legit danger involved here. So my stress level would be all the higher. So I'd be all the bigger asshole and end up ruining the day. One time we're climbing up, uh, it wasn't rock climbing. It was a mountain scramble. So a few years ago, my boys are just little and here I want them to go on the top of this mountain with me. Well, what do you know? Their little legs are getting tired and it, there's no trail. Like we're just scrambling up this holy shit angle mountain and there were it was not going smoothly. And I absolutely lost my shit, uh, screaming and yelling and flapping. And guess what? I ruined the day. So here I am trying to create this beautiful experience for them, something positive and that bonds us and that is a lifelong memory for them. And instead I traumatize my kids. What an asshole but we all do it. And that, so we're going to talk about how not to do that. So John, tell me about your camping trip. First of all, thank you for having me back in the studio again. I really appreciate it. Um, so the camping trip thing. So, um, you know, the higher the expectation, the higher the expectation, the higher the fall, right? The longer the fall, the bigger the fall, the more damage there is. So, so for me, I mean, I'm involved in this beautiful relationship now with this girl now going on, we're on our fourth, starting our fourth year kind of thing. And up to this point, we have not had an opportunity to go and do a family activity like this. So we planned it a month, two months out. And then so what's going on is, is as we're getting closer, we're starting to, you know, get the trailer ready and do this and do that. But I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm noticing that I'm the one doing all the fucking work. I'm not happy about this. And I, I don't see anyone else taking it as seriously as me. I'm like, well, why the fuck are they not taking it fucking seriously? And I'm starting to lose my shit on the inside. I mean, t- I'm trying to maintain the calm on the outside. And I'm like, what the hell's going on here? So I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to sit them all down and have a discussion. So I told them, stop what you're doing. Come to the table. Let's have a discussion here. So what I did was I told them, I said, look. We need to smell the roses here. We need to slow down and we need to understand that this is a special moment. We all need to partake and make this a special moment. So here's what I expect. And I laid it on out for them. 
Well, unknowingly at that time, I was using the basic principles of leadership, right? <laughs> I was laying out the commander's intent. But what a change afterwards. I'm like, wow, okay, this is fantastic. So then by pure fluke, I'm sitting there and going through this now and I'm seeing the effort is coming out. Because I mean, up to this point, little girl, I'm like, hey, get me the broom. So she goes, grabs me the broom, brings it to me, and then she fucks off back to her iPad. And I have to go back to her room to help her get, give her another instruction. Hey, do this. She goes, does objective, disappears, gone right back to her iPad. I'm like, right. But after the discussion, and I laid out the, the what the expectations were, it all started falling together. And I'm like, so as this is happening now, this is all starting, you know, they're starting to help us get, help me get the trailer and stuff ready. I'm realizing what's going on here. And I'm like, okay, I think I better be careful with this because I'm really angry and frustrated. I'm starting to, now I'm on the cooling off period now. So I can start thinking a little more clearly. And I'm like, you know what? I had all these expectations of we're going to go fishing. We're going to do this. We're going to mountain climb. We're going to, so I, when I looked at my schedule inside my head, I'm sitting there going like, there's no way we can do all these things. So I'm setting myself up for failure. So what I did was I said, the most important thing here is family time. So let's just get out there and whatever it is, it's going to be. And that's where I left it until today. So there was other conversations, um, of course, which will remain private, but the content of it was, yeah, we're camping and it got me all stressed out and then friends came over and I had, I had to bugger off. Like I, I couldn't handle the stress and, and we were asked for some help, some practical tools on how to not wreck the day, how to yeah. not let it stress, stress you out. So, uh, this is what we came up with. Um, and John just kind of did it by instinct, but we really drilled down so that we can explain how to do it. So whatever your mission was, I mean, it was the kitchen table for me, a daily thing. And if people weren't on task and on mission, I was just vibrating. So one of the tools, re realizing that you are a mission-minded person, um, that you are used to life and death situations all the time where that's where the anxiety comes from. Because you can't really divorce that. You use these, you're trained for these life and death situations. So when you're doing something like going camping or going to the grocery store or having a family meal, you can't separate it. And it's not your fault. It's just, it's how the brain works. You know, when you do that all the time and it's, it is baked into your brain, the emergency services, first responder, uh, combat veteran kind of uh, thing, or just military in general, you don't have to be a combat veteran by any stretch. But it's this mission-minded idea because it's associated with life and death. And when something isn't life and death, our brain can't really tell the difference. So the the trick, other than being aware of it, the, the trick is realizing that you are on a mission and then divorce yourself from the results. So here's an example. I'm going to be picking up a motorcycle. It, uh, it's a 12-hour drive from here, 13-hour drive, taking my youngest boy. He's 11 years old. And we're going to fly there, driving a motorcycle back. Now, I don't want to wreck this. I want it to be good. I want him to enjoy it and for it to be a wonderful, wonderful bonding time. A wonderful time. So to do that, I'm divorcing myself from the result. Mm -hmm. All I care, my, my mission, instead of the mission being get from A to B, this 13-hour uh, ride as fast and as efficiently as possible and see all, you know, uh, this site and that site, Screw all that. My mission instead is to bond with my kid and to have it 
as fun as possible. My mission is to not be an asshole. Mm-hmm. My mission is to be a great dad. And if the day, if the trip takes a day or two longer than I would like, I don't care because I'm divorcing myself from the results and just going with it. And instead of my mission being for, going from A to B, my mission is harmony, harmony with the kids. And that's what we came up with today. You know, yeah. I can't think of a uh, better one. So when you have your mission, realize we always have three, four, five, ten things on our plate at any one time. But be aware of that. And when you're going camping or you're going whatever the family outing is, or you're going to Disneyland, have your mission one, your mission priority, harmony. Harmony. That's mission one. And everything else is secondary. Mm-hmm. And when you find yourself getting all freaking twisted because uh, somebody doesn't understand or they're not participating correctly, that's not your mission priority. Your mission priority is harmony. I just want to interject here that the that the this discussion here is is pretty profound in my life at the moment. And the reason why is because because all these realizations of this mission versus result and the harmony stuff, all this stuff here is, please, everyone, the audience, please understand. I went camping last Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and I didn't realize the impact and the effect until this morning, which is like seven days later kind of thing. Like it's, so it's more than a week later. And, and understand the level of pro, how profound this is and how epic it is, is for, for not just teaching points, but for myself and the family as well. And how, you know, Marcus sitting here, he's talking right now about how he's going to plan this with these tools and how by pure chance and coincidence, I did that through my own military training, which was lay out the commander's intent. What is my main objective at that time? Well, now with, now we're saying that the mission is family. Yeah. Make the commander's intent something different. And, and cause what's your, what's more important, getting this done efficiently and correctly or having a relationship with my family. Once that's laid out, then it's good. And I noticed that after my discussion at the table there, how everybody all of a sudden, we're all on the same page now. But before that, that wasn't there. The, the, you know, the little girl, she's, she wants to go and she wants to watch her YouTube videos. You know, girlfriend's out and she's playing with the garden and doing garden stuff and she's doing homemaking stuff. And But no one was on mission except for me. Right, but what you did there is you had everybody join your mission. There you which, are. Which, which still was good. Yeah. But the, what I'm getting at, John, is that the other option is not making them join your mission. I was ready to throw the towel in. I'm not uh, yeah, going to lie. I yeah, before, I get that, it. before I sat them down, I said to myself, this is it. Either they get on fucking page or else. But I didn't say that to them, right? That was me putting that final, this is it here, end game right there, right? Because yeah. I was sick and tired at the time. I was fed up. But had your mission at that time been, which it will be next time, right? Had your mission been harmony, yeah. That, had that been mission priority, yeah. How how would things be different? Well, you know, uh, I think next time I'm going to lay out the the commander's intent and lay out the mission intent. No, I'm, I'm not going to use commander's intent. I say the mission intent because it it should be everybody in the family wants the same thing. So I'm not going to say commander's intent anymore. I'm going to say the next time I plan this out, I'm going to do this and say, what is our mission? And this way here, we're all on the same page way ahead of time. And, and we can do and, that workup. And then it helps as a communication tool. But if That's they don't, exactly it. what I'm saying, if they don't want to be on your page, yeah, you, you, you can still have a good trip. Absolutely. By, by instead of, you know, uh, here, here's the mission intent. 
Oh, unless of course, and I, and I probably cut you short. Uh, uh, the intent is let's have, let's enjoy each other's company. Yeah. You know, that has to be the intent. Cause it's the only thing that freaking matters. You know, you're, you're not going camping for the sake of setting up a trailer, uh, putting out the awning, starting a exactly. fire. The, the, those are the details of what you do. You're going there to recharge your batteries. You're going there for yeah. family time. So keep that as priority one. And if you feel yourself um, uh, loading up and getting frustrated, it, it's because you want other people to conform to you and they're not. And mm-hmm. so if you're getting frustrated, change the mission. Yeah, exactly. And, and remember that mission priority is harmony and family time. That's the priority. Yeah. And if the tent uh, doesn't get set up properly or the wood gets wet or whatever, laugh it off. Exactly. You know what? I mean, I did have all these these plans. I mean, I, I had a full, mm-hmm. full sheet, a full sheet of things that <laughs> I wanted to get done and things you know, so I can sit there and I can hit the checklist, right? Yeah. I mean, that was me because I'm OCD, okay? Yeah. So I wanted to hit this checkpoint, these all these checklists of stuff done. So points accomplished, points accomplished, because that's good for my personal ego, right? That I can still plan <laughs> shit, right? Yeah. Uh, but, but then the reality was it became more of a success as soon as I dumped plan B, C, D, E, F, G, right down to Z. <laughs> I dumped all that shit. Plan A was yeah. three of us in the woods, family time, let it be what it be. Yeah. And then in retrospect afterwards, and you know, and in discussion and stuff like that, it was, it was so liberating. That, that hasn't been covered yet. It is just so liberating. It was what it was. And it was a massive success. You know, on the drive home, we, we all had such a great time and we did our after action report. Okay. <laughs> PXR post action <laughs> report, right. Amongst ourselves, but they don't know what it was called. Right. I'm just sitting there and say, Hey, so what do you guys think of this? And both of them are like, it was fantastic. We want to do this again. And I'm like, okay, thank fucking god it was a success yeah but it wasn't until way afterwards i realized how much of a success it was this is another example john of i am the problem i am, I am the, the solution. solution exactly now that was told to me uh, when i was uh, being coached business coached oh so many years ago yeah and it's when um, in my first marriage and everything was in a horrible tailspin i i heard it but i didn't get it yeah i probably didn't get it for 10 years yeah. after uh and that's how it is sometimes you have to hear the same thing and it's like, oh yeah, I've heard that before. Yeah, but do you know it? If you knew it, you'd do it. I am the problem, but I am the solution. I am the solution. And that goes back to our previous episode of trauma has an echo, yeah. right? Trauma has an echo because you are the problem and you are the solution. And you're the solution because you're the problem. If you don't it's like, admit. It's like, my, my spouse is being an asshole to me. That's because you're being an asshole to them. Exactly. Or maybe it's not. Maybe they are being an asshole to you, but how you're reacting is throwing gas on the fire. Yeah. Either way, trauma has an echo. Yeah. And either way, I am the problem. I am the solution. So with that, with that exact same thing there, the the deal here was the two things popped in my head, right? Was an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So if I didn't make the mistake, I wouldn't have to clean my fucking mess. Mm-hmm. That was the first thing. Mm-hmm. The other thing, and it was something you put up on the board a, a few, a few uh, sessions ago, which was... When you change the way you look at things, you change the way things look. Well, uh, the things you look at change. Okay, yeah, sorry, but yeah, it's, but, a, it's, it's an old Wayne Dyer um, saying, and it took. It's another thing that took me freaking forever yeah. to get. Yeah. Um, like just because, oh yeah, I've heard that before. What's that supposed to mean? Uh, it's like no, you know, don't don't take things like that. Yeah. Because uh, just because you're familiar with something does not mean you get it. 
So when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And we were talking about today about reframing. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly what happened here. Yeah. Yeah. So in, instead of looking at something a certain way, like I told a story about, um, uh, it was a, a war story and, uh, I was in the most heavily mined area on the planet. It was called the Kryina, which was Serb held Croatia during the Croatian civil war. And I was the driver for my platoon commander and my platoon commander no, I'm not going to uh, uh, give you the rest of the story up front. So uh, we're going down a paved path, uh, paved road, which is good because um, you never leave pavement. That's like rule one because people go boom. And people already went boom. We had friends lost legs. Um, one guy died. I watched him die. Uh, like Lots of mind strikes had already happened at this point. And so we get up to this road. He goes, go down that road. I mean that gravel road with the sign right there that says mind? You want yeah. me to go down that road? That road? Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? That road? He goes, he's just looking at me like he doesn't know what the hell my problem is. Yeah, go down that road. And yeah. it, I'm I'm a private, he's a lieutenant. What are you going to do, right? That's right. Uh, go down this unproven road when there's a sign right goddamn there that says it's mined. Well, son of a bitch, you know. Uh, so th that was horrible. And I go down the road. And, and he's just looking at me like, what he does not understand what the hell my problem is. And I am freaking terrified. I'm white knuckled. I'm going putt, 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 barely moving down the road, looking to see little prongs sticking out from the gravel, just waiting to go boom. And, and, and we go about, a, oh, I don't know, almost a kilometer before I go around this corner. And then I see an engineer's carrier. I'm like, engineers are the people that clear routes from landmines. And yeah. then I suddenly realized, oh, this is a goddamn cleared route. That's right. Son of a bitch. And he didn't tell me that. So all these years, 25 years, I've been thinking, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Like, why would you torture me like that? Why would you treat me like shit? Yeah. Um, uh, why, why would you do that? Like, all you had to do is tell me it was a cleared route. You saw that I was sweating bullets. You saw I was terrified. All you had to do is be a freaking human being and say, oh, man, oh, I'm sorry. It, it, relax. It's a cleared route. We're going to see the engineers. But right. he didn't goddamn do that. Right. And uh, so all this hate all for all these years. But here's the rest of the story. The rest of the story is, is that my platoon commander had Asperger's. Yes. And because of the Asperger's, he could not see my stress. He could not understand the pain that I was in. He, 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 he wasn't malevolent. He wasn't trying to be a dick. He wasn't torturing. There was no intent. There was no intent to That's torture me. That's the key right there. And when, so when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. So exactly. that horrible, horrible event, because that sucked. It that, did. that sucked big, right? Because I was waiting to die, or at least get my legs blown off. And um, uh, in the most heavily mined area on the goddamn planet, uh, they're goddamn Kryena. But anyway, um, so I went from being just so bitter towards this guy to, oh, you got goddamn Asperger's. Right. You, if you knew better, you'd do better. He, he had no idea. Right. There was no intent there whatsoever. So now my recollection of this uh, episode is so much better. Because when you yeah. change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Yeah. So, so... I'm glad you said that whole story and that whole thing, because what you've done is you've shown how something is in the present. For me, reframing was present, right? And how we look at things changes, as well as how you can use that exact same tool to help with the past. 
Okay. Because how long ago that happened? What, 25 years ago? Yeah, I think 27 years ago. Okay, there you are. Yep. Okay. So this tool here that we're talking about today with my camping trip is exactly and so relevant to you and your past for the reframing aspect of it. Okay. When you look at things differently, you can fix it. You can get that closed loop. Okay. Because yep. so many of us, what the problem is with trauma is those things are still open. Now, the, the trick to all this, and then we're going to wrap up this episode, yeah. is that, um, and forgive me for a cliche saying, but it's just, I don't know a better way to say it, that your mind is like a parachute. It works better when it's open. Yeah. If your mind is not open, uh, you're going to thunder in pretty damn hard. Yeah. Um, you have to be courageous enough to be open-minded to the things that we're talking about. And you know what, and just expand this for a quick second here, because I know we're going to wrap up here, is, is the peer support. You guys, everybody in the audience here is listening to this, you really think outside the box, okay? Because that's the only way this works here is, and the reason why we hit so many points repeatedly from so many different angles is because we need you to think way outside the box in order to understand what we're trying to say, okay? We'll either use paraphrasing or symbology, whatever it is, but it's try to get that point across that we're trying to do here to help expand and help you understand in order for you to help yourself. This is Operation Tango Romeo, the Trauma Support Podcast. Thank you for to John Sr. for joining us today. If you got Buddy 6, if you have my 6, share this episode. You'll be glad you did. At Operation Tango Romeo, we are on a mission to save lives and relieve pain by making peer support for post-traumatic stress disorder easily accessible with a vision of a world where finding help and support is simple and the path to recovery is clear. I am your OPSO, Mark Meinke, and this is Operation Tango Romeo, the Trauma Recovery Podcast. 